guys. Welcome to the second edition, the second Drunken Democratic Debate Reaction Show. This is your host for the night, John Odermatt. Start the podcast. All right. Well, that was a nightmare, was it not? <laughs> Let's just get jump right into it. Start out by introducing my uh, my guest today. We got three people who suffered through that. I don't know what it was. It was a lot of uh, a lot of anti gun talk, a lot of anti uh, I don't know anti liberty talk. Let's just get to it. Rico, welcome. I haven't seen you in what a week, three days, four days. I don't know. Been too long, Odie. It's been too long. The the real hero of my weekend, John Odermatt, for waking up at 9 a.m. and driving three hours to an airport. You know, somebody's somebody's got to do it. The guts and grits on that man. (laughs) We'll sing songs of you of 100 years. You guys could barely even (laughs) drive in the car. You were struggling to even stay upright. And uh, that is fact. Yes. Of course, we're talking about the trip from uh, from Porkfest to the Boston Airport, which is the worst drive in the world, in case you're wondering, if anyone wants to try it out. But uh, let's move on to our next guest, Trisha Stewart. Welcome. For- hello, is this- hello. Is this your first time on Lions of Liberty? Or- it is. It is. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. I can't hello, believe Mark interwebs. hasn't had you on yet. Yeah, he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> Fact. We can just bash Mark That's if-, if we want to do that. Right. Well, Okay. <laughs> least favorite characteristic of mark claire go okay um the fact that he hasn't had me on maybe i don't know That's i was looking for something more personal <laughs> okay <laughs> no he's a cool dude i just yeah. wanted to leave remzo hanging as long as possible remzo welcome back to lines of liberty john thank you and during that time i i thought multiple times why didn't i jump into a bathtub and throw a toaster in it because at the end of the debate is this beautiful, you know, end of the rainbow. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did. I missed like their closing statements because I was getting set up. So did, did I it's miss okay, anything? John. No, John. No. Because America missed no, actually, no, I, I, I lied. I did hear one closing statement. Um, Eric, is it Swalwell? Is that how you say Swalwell. his name? Who, by the way, I, with me. Swalwell. 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 He's a terrible person. Wow. I can't stand his face. Mm-hmm. You know who he looks like? He looks, do you remember Workaholics? You ever see that show? Yeah. yeah. He looks like Deer, Durs if he had a bad facelift. That's what I was. That <laughs> my, um, I knew I recognized him from something, <laughs> but that's what it was. Um, he, what did he say? He said, uh, I, I might be uh, normally change, be, changing I'm diapers. Diapers. Yeah. Oh, change terrible. America. <laughs> He's like, but I'm changing Washington. And let me tell you, Washington smells worse than diapers. Washington is America's diaper. That's what true. The fuck. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the closing statements. I, I missed them. But let's just do a, a quick around the room here. I don't know if you guys can find it in you. But uh, actually, before we do that, what's everybody drinking? Are, are you guys drinking? Yes, of course. What do you have, Trisha? Well, I'm a lady, so I'm drinking uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, very classy. Yes. Very classy. I'm a classy lady. I'm drinking some uh, <laughs> some Oberon. Oberon, uh, nice summer what is beer. That? Refreshing. Oh, oh okay. It's uh, made by Bels- Is it Russian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's made in Michigan. They're hacking so. our beer. They're <laughs> interfering with our beer selections. Michigan's yes. ba- basically Russia, so... Eh. <laughs> 
Rico, you drinking anything? I'm drinking a dogfish head session sour. I I got the taste of it, a hankering from the weekend. So I'm very, I'm very sorry, Rico. Why? You don't like sours? No. Oh, they're delicious. Sours are delicious. Okay. I actually thought I thought I hated sours until I tried one, but they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Yes. You should you should give it another chance. Remzo, are you sober? Are you on heroin? What's going I on? Am, I am three <laughs> weeks sober and loving it. Really? Because that wasn't very convincing. I'm a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> what do you want from me? Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm Remzo's... suffering so much right now. Good. I just want to die. Yes. So much. Remzo's a writer. He's rolling out a book. Of course he's an alcoholic. You have to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, now that we got that out of the way, humanity is pain. Watching all two hours of this was pain. Yeah. All so do you feel? Say. Do you feel more human? No. Fuck. Do you feel less human? Yes. I think we could have like cut it out, cut it off after an hour, and, and nothing was like new was said in that last hour. Mm-hmm. I think we got the gist of every candidate, and every candidate was, "I have a plan for that, and we need government to do this." Mm-hmm. regardless of the words they actually spoke. That, that was the basic effect. Of I, I was wondering answer. if they could talk a little bit more about being against children in cages, because that is such a, a bold stance. I and, was unclear. Uh, you know, they could have come out against slavery and rape, and you know, right. I, just, I just don't know. I, I mean, how big are their hearts? It's hard to tell. I, I want to tell you that they hate all bad things. So I've learned that. Yeah, that's I, a very, it's very brave. It really is. Very brave. Like, like I, I just, I just want to ask everyone this. Before tonight, did anyone know that Marion Williamson was an actual human being? Nope, I've <laughs> never heard of her name before. But I pray that she gets to fight Donald Trump on a battlefield armed with only love, because that will be amazing. That was in her closing statement, Odie. If you didn't, yeah. oh, well, that's that. that's yes. pretty good. Armed with love. <laughs> yeah, she practiced that in front of a mirror like thirty <laughs> times. I guarantee to you. I had an English teacher that used to get stoned during class, and I'm pretty sure that might actually be her. During <laughs> class? During class. Sweet. I went to a very progressive high school. That's a bold, <laughs> bold play right there. Is that how you turned into a, a radical Christian, Remzo? Progressive high school? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so Mar- Marianne Williamson, I didn't even know what she looked like. I didn't know anything about her. Was it my imagination, or did they not – ask her a question for the first like 45 minutes. And I was like, I've seen this woman on the end of the stage. I'm like, what is she like? Are they going to ask her something? I, said, like, what's, what, who is I she? thought she wandered on at one point when she popped up. I'm like, whoa, like who? who <laughs> why'd they let her on? Doesn't it have to be embarrassing because there was a few candidates that didn't get invited to either of the debates and they had to and watch that had- and be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's pulling like zero 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 one percent, and she got an yeah. invite. I actually kind of enjoyed her a little bit. I thought she was a little spicy. SNL is going to love her this week. Yes, yes, yeah. So I mean, might as well stay on uh, old Marianne there, talking about the most libertarian moment of the debate, which <clears throat> is pretty damn hard to pull out. But 
she I think it was the first question she was asked, first or second. The first one I paid attention to at least. They were talking about healthcare. Everyone's talking about their different ways for universal healthcare. I'm gonna do Medicare for all. I'm gonna do Obamacare plus whatever. I'm gonna, you know, let you have your private health care, but still have Medicare for all. And she comes in and she's going down that road and she kind of got off to a slow start and she say, well, these are superficial options you're talking about. And then she really got to the heart of it and started talking about, no one's talking about the real cause, the real problems we have in this country. Why is yes, everybody John. sick? You know, why, yes. why do we have so many sick people? She started hitting some of those topics that are actually causing it. I thought that was the most libertarian moment of the debate. Yeah, fluoride in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making them fucking frogs gay. All, yeah, all that, all those vaccines that are killing everybody everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that t- I think that was one of the most libertarian moments. But who was it that said tariffs or taxes? Andrew Yang. Yeah, that's what I put down. I don't and remember that. One of the three times he actually spoke. I know what the fuck. Like he was so base but that was his one bright point and he didn't even do it well how very sad he replaced his button with an american flag pin and lost all his powers i know he he came across as like the annoyed like teenager he's like do i really have to do this debate <laughs> he like, was obviously standing- it's simple math i give you each a thousand dollars it's better you got it right he was standing with his hands in his pockets which <laughs> oh you don't beta. often see that <laughs> beta yep he wasn't wearing a tie either MSNBC actually complained about that. I actually yeah. didn't even notice that. That's How woke no are you? He was there. That's because you're sober. You see, <laughs> it's like my, my my Joe Rogan third eye is just popping, <laughs> noticing those things. <laughs> yeah. So you, you guys both thought the tariffs not taxes. Remzo, did you have one too? A different one or same one or anything? Uh, it, it, it was that one. I mean, it was all like. like here's the thing. I, I get. I get kind of upset when people stretch terms and the biggest thing I hate when they stretch is, Oh, this is a libertarian moment. I remember back in 2016, someone actually wrote an article. It didn't go too far, but I do remember it actually existing. Somebody said that Mike Huckabee had one of the biggest libertarian moments of the night because he actually criticized the federal reserve, like criticizing (laughs) little things, bringing up little things that we might talk about. I mean, hearing it, it's like, Oh wow. They're not complete communists, but, um, (laughs) They are, I, I, I mean, it's just like I, I, I feel like like I feel like this is the unified dumbing down of America. We're so used to just hearing them say these completely totalitarian things at the moment. They even give us like a crumb, a smidgling of like sanity. We jump and we're like, oh, this is libertarian. This is really nice. I think we're just so enamored with statism that we we will just stretch that term. So well, I don't even like really saying something was explicitly libertarian. I, I don't think it was. You know, like if I had to only I'm only saying that because that was one of the categories listed. And so you have to search for nuggets. It's not like anyone thought, oh, my God, he's a libertarian. It's like, well, I guess that's the least non-completely status thing that's been said. That was kind of my. I mean, if anything, it's because He brought up that, you know, he he legalized marijuana in Colorado. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just all those little things. It's just I've gotten. I, I I see this online. I see this when I run around D.C. Like today, I, I saw two teenagers arguing about Medicaid for all banner. They stuck on a bus stop station, uh, bus stop wall. And it's like, you know, we're, we're stretching these terms. We're just, you know, 
th- things are going to get bad. Things are going to get so bad. We're going to be like, well, they didn't explicitly say they're going to abolish private property. So therefore, that was a libertarian stance. I think this is the beginning of a bad road for things further, especially as they have to like out each other. I was well, trying I- to think. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No. So I would say to that point, I think that sometimes the diagnosis is decent, maybe on the left, but the solution is so not decent. And then we just, we jump to that, like, you know, um, like, like I think Bernie, like, I agree with you. I think Bernie actually made a lot of very valid points. Yes. It's almost Mm -hmm. always spot on when it comes to addressing the problems, except his solutions make everything in, in, in fact itself, much, much worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's one of the biggest parts, uh, the hugest faults on the left would be um, sometimes they do, maybe just out of their pure hatred for Trump, um, diagnose a problem that's actually a real problem. Somebody was talking about crony capitalism a little bit during the debate, which I found interesting, but then it just devolved into government solutions. Yeah. Yeah, I think who was that? I think that was uh, was Gillibrand talking about crony capitalism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 She was comparing, she was talking about capitalism versus greed. She brought up the NRA somehow. But it's, I, I don't know how that yeah. factored in there. but yeah. She definitely led the debate in uh, butting in and uh, every question and talking over people. Yeah. Uh, did, did anyone see what Michael Malice tweeted about her? No. No, what? He said that she's America's ex-wife. She is. <laughs> she is. I actually really, really dislike her. I've already divorced her. I thought Hillary Clinton was America's ex-wife. No? No. She's... She's a skeleton in the closet. So I was thinking during this debate, I'm like, is Hillary Clinton a like a more preferable candidate to any one of these people? (laughs) Oh my god! Wow! Wow! You just made everything more miserable than she would have been the most libertarian candidate on that. She may have been. She might have been. Well, it was like I I think of like all the times they were like, raise your hand if you want. Every person who comes to this country illegally to have free health care, and everyone's like raising their hand. Joe Biden's looking around, like, okay, yeah. Did you see Joe Biden like kind of raise his hand a bunch? He's like, he did one of these a lot, and then he got called out, which was one of the best. Uh, that was probably the which, most entertaining. Which time? Which time? Uh, oh, yeah, there was like three. About I know. Yeah. Was like, yeah. Vice President Biden, did you raise your hand? It's like Joe. Joe, were you waving at me, or is that a hand raise? It's hard to. Or, or was he getting ready to do this? I, I feel I feel bad for <laughs> Biden because most of the time when they would do the split screen between a candidate yelling at him, most of the time Biden would look at them like, "Who the who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, like, who oh, are you people?" There was a great uh, great glare by Buttigieg to Swallow yes. after he's like, "You should have just fired him." And, oh yeah, and then he moved. He was like, he was pissed. Oh, yeah, you're, t- you're talking about Buddha Judge back to Swalwell? Yeah, yeah. like Swalwell yeah. said, well, you should have fired the chief of police. And <laughs> like, can okay. we can we address how many times Joe Biden got called out on the Obama administration and how entertaining that was? That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he was the only one. He, he kept going back to it though. It was his crutch. I mean, he kept going <laughs> back to Obama, and yeah. uh, I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's I mean, that's not going to help him. I mean, that's. Because Obama, I mean, even to Democrats today, they're they're realizing that Obama was not as great as they think. Well, I mean, towards the end, at one point, he almost screamed out, "I am Barack Obama!" Like <laughs> he really, he was really struggling to try and get people to fall back in love with him. But ripping his shirt yeah. open and <laughs> yes, you want to end up like Bin Laden? Do you? 
<laughs> I didn't want him dead in the begin to begin with, but we, we won't talk about that. So Kamala oh. hates Biden. Like they're serious. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that for was amazing. Sure. Yeah, I like she, she was giving, she was given like the talk to the hand, Joe. You know, like it was uh, that was mm-hmm. a bit of sass. He didn't uh, come back at her enough on this point, but when she was hammering him about kind of like the civil rights, he's like, "Well, I was a public defender, you were a prosecutor. He should yes. have really gone into that. Like, you put this many people in jail for these offenses, you sent this many people to death row." I mean, I wish he he would have just gone further into well, his Rico. Uh, his brain can't yeah. handle that. It's too much objectiveness. Yeah. Too much objectiveness. I have a question for each of you, and I want to go down, John, Trisha, Rico. Thirty seconds only. <laughs> two words. You get is two it, words. Is it worse <laughs> to infer that someone is a racist or segregationist? Racist. Racist for sure. Well, racist encapsulates the same us. Thing. Yeah, it's. Yeah. A, I, I almost feel like the whole segregationist tie to Biden, I almost feel like they're really trying to step it up because they're like, yeah, you could be racist. You could be like Trump, but you're a segregationist. Like oh. the whole busing issue. The only reason and I think a lot of people are going to be kind of lost on that because, well, that is a part of civil rights history. Like I, you know, I spent the last seven months writing a narrative biography of George Wallace. And I just recently found out about the whole um, Brown v. Board of Education busing scandal between 69 and 72. So to say, you know, I, I think it really hurt him because one, you're saying segregation. That like really makes a lot of people flinch. Secondly, you know, you're also reminding people that he was a working adult during the 1968 Indianapolis riots after um, MLK was killed. So not only is he old as shit, but now he's also a de facto <laughs> segregationist. <laughs> and so is that like that segregation is like the um, the, the is, literal act of separating people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's so ridiculous. So, yeah, so ridiculous to, to tie him to racism. It's just such a losing argument. You're going to tie a guy who was the vice president of the first black president and tie him to racism? Like, well, that's how, how far left everything has gone. It's insane. Like he, his answer wasn't absurd. It's like, look, I wanted there to be local control over certain issues, which I mean, as of like five years ago was a reasonable thought for many issues, but now it's like, nope, the federal government. And someone actually told him on a hypothetical question. It's like, well, you're the government. Like apparently the, the president is the government. There's well, holy no, shit. Yeah. It's just a king. Just a king. Yeah. Thank you for your term limited monarch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, no, I, I think that's funny because the, the whole time we moved this window so far to the left and this was on full on display and racism is the crucible of this. So it was basically Kamala and Joe trying to figure out who was the least racist, <laughs> which was really funny because obviously she's a woman of color. And so she thought she had that on him, but then he was also a vice president of the first uh, black president. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, like a death battle. It was very interesting. <laughs> Is the number of years he's in government has been in government going to hurt him? It seems like he would be the front runner if he never had any, well, I guess he's a front runner because people know who he is, but he's, going to be hurt because he has such a a legislative record let's let's let this sink in the first time he ever ran for president was 1988 holy shit 1988 and he still has the same amount of hair 
He he's ran against Ron a, Paul, right? Yeah, Wasn't Ron he, Paul running as a Libertarian in '88? Libertarian '88. It was uh, so. Mm-hmm. It was, so the final was uh, Bush, Dukakis, Dukakis, oh, yeah, and yeah. my gosh, Michael Dukakis is so much more of a better choice than any of these oh, people. Yeah. I miss but, Michael yeah. Dukakis. Not really. It's fine. But yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> he, he's been in office so long. I mean, I think for a lot of people. It was, it, you know, of course, trying to tie him to racism, segregationism. I think a lot of people at home were like, okay, that's just kind of, you know, that's kind of BS. But for, you know, many, especially young voters, I think tomorrow a lot, you're going to see a lot of pundits go ahead and say, Joe Biden's old as dirt. Like mm-hmm. people make fun of Bernie, but like we're learning about stuff that's like, you know, when we look at history books, it's like black and white photos and crap. Joe mm-hmm. Biden, like he kept as he kept talking about his references to his uh, victories and his big moments of his career, like he kept going back and back and back and back. And to say that you were a practicing attorney in 1968, <laughs> like my God, yeah. <clears throat> and, and the the average voter looks at that and they see got so many problems in this government, and Joe Biden's been a public servant for like mm-hmm. their entire lifetime. Why would you elect a guy president? Who's been involved in this whole racket? Right. But like, if we can just take our libertarian goggles off for a second and just oh, like shit. judge judge from the uh, you know just the normal person's perspective, whatever that means. Who do you think? I, well, I guess in the eyes of Democrats, because Republicans are going to hate them all. Who do you think came off the best in this debate? Who do you think won? I I'll answer that Kamala yeah. for sure. Why? Why? Why do you think so? She has charisma. She speaks to people. She is somewhat intelligent. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, she came out of the gate like hardcore. Uh, and she owned that stage for sure. She's a force. Yeah, I agree. I, I would have said Biden too, but he had a couple of just awkward moments. Yeah. He, he has an awkward like pause when he's answering. Um, sometimes it's like, is he trying to figure out an answer to the question or is he just waiting for momentum to build in the crowd it's, it's kind of awkward which like mm-hmm. everything he does i'm gonna actually diverge and say marion williamson honestly mm-hmm. because i think a lot of people going into tonight they already had you know a kind of a predetermined favorite going in so i don't necessarily think that any of the major candidates biden sanders um harris Gillibrand, really gained any new people whereas i do really think that Everyone on stage lost a good amount of support to her just because mm-hmm. that woman's so freaking weird. Like, you're, it's <laughs> like watching a train wreck. It's like you want to call the cops, but you also want to watch it. I kind of did, too. I get that. I think that she was just a little bit different than everybody else. And actually, she has a really great she's a good orator, too. She's the Aubrey Plaza of the Democrats. <laughs> kind of out there, but you just want to watch. Right. She, she has a really, inter- really interesting <laughs> accent, too. I couldn't quite tell what it was. I thought it was yeah. a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did, too. <laughs> We're going to yeah, fight I, with love. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, I think I think Kamala performed very well. At the end of the day, Biden and Bernie could only lose. I think, you know, nobody's because a lot, a lot of Democratic everyone's, voters. Everyone's stealing Bernie's shit. Yeah, a, a lot. Of, well, I mean, that's what Bernie's all about: stealing other people's shit. So that's that's his own problem. <laughs> Bernie looks, the Bernie like, looks all useful, these people though. Taking my crap. 
I think an interesting question is, who do you think Trump thought won the debate? And will we find out when he tweets? I doesn't. I wasn't done yet, Rico. Oh, sorry. Oh, shit. I was going to say uh, Buddha Judge. I think that he performed fairly well. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think... Maybe it's because it's the first time I've ever heard him talk. I wasn't expecting him to, you know, have such a commanding tone, and I didn't really agree with anything he said. But I thought he was very, uh, very confident in the way he spoke, and he wasn't, you know, he didn't rush through answers like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to take like who I think performed the worst. I, I think Swalwell was was one of the oh, worst, if not yeah. the worst performance. Oh and- yeah, he needed to go <laughs> home and go to bed. Yeah, Can we talk sure. about that pass the torch thing? Because I couldn't tell whether or not he was trying to draw first blood with Biden or try and appeal his case to be vice president. I think he was, I don't know, just trying to make a name for himself. He was making mediocre ambitions for vice president. I think that's a very fair assessment. He's from <laughs> California, right? He has no chance. Being, like, Why would you pick a Democrat from California to be your vice president? Yeah, there's no reason to. You pick someone from a, a state that you need the need yeah. the swing. Right. <clears throat> so, Rico, did you, I think you had another question that you cut me off, then I cut you off. Oh, well, I was saying, who do you think, or will we find out who Trump thought won the debate by looking at his tweets and seeing who he takes pot shots at? Yeah, that'll be interesting, because is he going to want to – because I wonder who he wants to face. So he's going to – Williamson. Williamson. Oh, well, Yeah. <laughs> I think the realistic candidates, he'd want to face Sanders. You think so? Yeah. I I think Sanders is too much for most people to stomach, just like his everything is, we're going to take this, we're going to do this. Like, I don't think he evaded questions more than any other candidate on stage for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree. I think Kamala harris is the biggest threat to defeating trump at least right now mm-hmm. so yeah maybe he'll take shots because if he takes shots at bernie that's going to elevate bernie you know everyone will rally around bernie so i don't know it'll be interesting to watch mm-hmm. indeed <laughs> what's up it's <laughs> a wall it's a marathon not a sprint these I, I mean i mean here, here's my <laughs> thing like ha- having having worked as a consultant from 2015 to 2018 um you know, I, I look at very like obscure details about voters, and here's the thing, and this is why I know that neither Delaney, Booker, or Bernie will ever be president. Americans don't like people without hair. This is very true. Brian McWilliams talking about you. Will never be president. <laughs> Just Thank God. fellas, aesthetics matter. Well, like, like seriously, and I think you know, women have this. Like, there's a strange online cult following for Buddha Judge called Turn Pete Straight. <laughs> it's a real thing. Where and, are we going uh, right now? I think I'm he's a closet. Concerned. I think he's a closet straight, and he's just pretending to be gay. Okay, you know Conspiracy what? It's so, so freaking. It's so freaking weird. You say that because I was joking with my girlfriend the other day. I'm like, I think Mayor Pete's actually a straight dude, and she <laughs> was know, like. He- why yeah. do you say that? I'm like, it's just he doesn't give off. He doesn't make my gaydar ping. I I think he gives off a super straight vibe. I completely agree. Maybe that's, that's his good. gimmick. He picks up a lot of ladies at the bar who want to yeah. be the first one to climb that mountain. I don't know about that. I mean, it's I'm a, a lady and 
It's a, it's a working theory. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you need to work on that some we'll, more. We'll workshop <laughs> it a little bit America more. America will not elect a balding or bald president. It's just not going to happen. Right. Right. That's why Dick Cheney can never win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's little a horrible like human being. It's an so. And he's the All devil, literally. Yeah. <laughs> he walked around for three years without an actual heart. Like, literally. <laughs> Still might not have one. I don't know. It, it was a, no, he has one. It belonged to a child. I'm not making this up. This is all stuff. Google it. Google it. I, 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 I believe you. We got our first snort now. So. Yes, I'm sorry. That might be the first snort in Lions of Liberty history. I snort. It's fine. You're welcome, America. Mwah. <laughs> Yeah. So to move on from that, let's talk about the most <laughs> statist moment from this debate. Oh. This is probably the most difficult question. Trisha, <laughs> do, do you have an answer? Yes. I believe somebody mentioned um, jailing insurance companies for um, prov- uh, not providing the service that they promised. Who was that? Jailing yeah. insurance companies? Yeah. Uh, or No, no. Jailing and... Um, uh, people from insurance companies for not providing a, a certain service. Oh, I don't remember taking it. Fine, you can tell me what was it. I uh, no, I, d- I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty statist. Um, so that is talking- extremely statist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, here it is. I have my notes. Um, oh, put people in jail for false advertising. Um, insurance companies and their employees. And that was Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Oh, the old uh, moderate yeah. Joe Biden jailing so, insurance company. Yeah. Employees. So somebody from an insurance company uh, promises something and they don't deliver. And so we will put them in jail. Yeah. That's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty statist. So I thought the most status and the, like you said, it was very difficult to tell um, to make a call on this one. But yeah. Swalwell, when they were talking about. Wait, wait, say his name again. Swalwell? No. <laughs> no good. This sounds really good. Just call him Durs. Um, okay. he, he said, like, when they were talking about the Second Amendment, he, he said mm-hmm. these words, we will take. And I thought just the, that mm-hmm. phrasing, which definitely reflects his mentality on the uh, authority of the federal government, just taking, we'll, we'll take the guns and God knows there's not going to be any problem with people being, uh, having their guns confiscated and you know, no threat of, uh, violence there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the next, you know, the next thing category we have is scariest moment. So, I mean, we can kind of talk about both here cause they're kind of the same, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also I think it was in that same exchange with Swalwell where <laughs> he was, I th- he said something about, well, you know, we don't dress our children to go to school because, you know, they that was insane. To, we, we want them to look oh, nice. Oh, yeah. We, we dress them to identify their bodies after mass shooting. Like, what the fuck world are you living in, man? <laughs> yeah, I no, if anybody I is doing that, that, please get help. Please, <laughs> please get some help. I couldn't believe that was that. And he's like, you go to the movie theater and you look at the fire scheme. I'm like, I don't think I've ever done that. Right. <laughs> you well, know? maybe maybe because of a fire. <laughs> no, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like I know where the exit, but th- that was that was like such a right. dark mentality to have. 
Cursing Gillibrand, trying to sound like she's some type of like grassroots fighter. She kept using a lot of really aggressive terminology. I'm there on the streets. We're going to fight him. We're going to go get him. We'll do it by any means necessary. She was one interruption away from saying legalize the purge. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought here's a prediction and I'm going to, I'm going to mm-hmm. make this publicly here. You're welcome, John. Um, by the end, once we get down to like the final two or three Democrats, one of them is going to talk about wait. legalizing a night of just uh, just all out crime against Republicans. Like, right. you can, like they will say, you know what? America's just really pent up and angry. Hasn't read Eat, Pray, Love and all that crap. Twelve hours, <laughs> to get all the crime you want. Murder, rape, arson, theft. Just do it in predominantly white Republican neighborhoods. But wait, I, wait, I want to say I felt like the whole debate they were trying to make Donald Trump a boogeyman, which uh, Democrats are pretty good at that um, through, you know, media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was was really disconnected and they didn't do a really good job of making him a boogeyman. There was such a disconnection of what they were talking about and then trying to blame him. I, I didn't, I, I if, didn't anything, a good a, if anything, they made a lot of people realize Trump isn't that terrible like you're trying to say right. he causes cancer he's making the climate worse with marianne williamson i think is my favorite person because she was like he's intercepting your nightmares that's why she's an author she has these creative uh juices yeah. nightmares. right she needs to stop hitting the bottle <laughs> i think she probably was stoned yeah. there's something <laughs> right with that yeah. person yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to watch if yeah. she does get a bump in the polls. Just because, yeah. just a simple fact that she got some camera time and nobody knew who the hell she was. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be fun to watch. Like, who she's is Oprah, this woman? She's Oprah's friend. Oh, is she really Oprah's friend? I don't know. Somebody said that. I'm not sure <laughs> that's true or not. Just <laughs> run with Dr. Hills. Dr. Phil's. Just go. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dr. Phil's. So uh, we, uh, we talked about the you know the most statist. Do you guys have a, a scariest moment other than the most statist moment? Any, anything else that that stood out? That was I crazy? do, John. I'm waving yeah. my hands. Um, the fact that the uh, buyback of assault weapons was just like this natural, like we talked about it, like it was nothing, mm-hmm. or they did. That's really creepy. Yeah, that's just an accepted fact. There's going to be a buyback. And buyback is such a nice term um, for what yeah. it's actually going to be. It's going to be a forced confiscation. Right. A- abolition of private health care. The fact that now we're actually talking about like just abolishing it. No oh, choice. yeah. It was all about universal health care and a mixed market. Now, now I mean, they're using the term yeah. like we're going to outright abolish it. Like 10 years ago, they were they were they were talking about, you know, it's really funny. Um Joe Lieberman in 2004, 2005, I think, was the one vote in the Senate that actually prevented, you know, single payer health care from being passed onward. And years later, it became the Obama exchange, uh, the Obama health care uh, market exchange. And now it went back to single payer health care. Now it's just flat out. We're just going to abolish all private options. The fact that now we're at that point within such yeah. a short amount of time, I think is pretty terrifying. You make a really good point because there was um, the first, I think it was 40 minutes were about healthcare and it was mm-hmm. basically them arguing, being able to keep um, private healthcare and then just going to a full universal system. And it was almost like 
the people that said let people keep private health care and have a mixed market system were were completely crazy and then the universal was the one that got the most applause and that's really creepy the only question it seemed that they were talking about is like how quickly they can get from a mixed bag to completely mm-hmm. uh government run healthcare. yeah at one point one of the i think lester holt jumped in i think it was with bernie and uh he's like uh senator sanders you realize that no state has successfully been able to implement universal health care, <laughs> yeah. right? That might have been the most libertarian moment, really. That was actually – Lester actually gave some good questions, John. Yeah. It was actually – yeah. Actually, I'm going to give Rachel Maddow the uh, highlight of the night, though. Don't. Surprisingly. It, she, Don't. it was pretty oh, funny. Do it. Do she, it. She, she asked um, Bernie Sanders about a quote that he said, and, and it was about, I think, gun rights and um, – it was toward the end of the debate and, and she read the quote and Bernie Sanders was like, well, that's a mischaracterization. And she like deadpan. She's like, it's a quote. And yes. Yes. <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah. You gotta love that. Bernie hates getting quoted. He said a lot of crazy. <laughs> He's like, my quotes mischaracterize my position. Senator Sanders, you once said the Sandinistas were on the right side of history. I don't know them. You have a photo of you with them. <laughs> it's all just a rose. <laughs> Not a bad Bernie. <laughs> we have video of you singing with communists in Russia. <laughs> oh, God. We're just trying to drive the conversation away from the 1%. <laughs> and you know and it's funny like, like honestly like in a way i'm kind of glad that bernie's running again because um you know pure it, comedy well i mean there's that but this upcoming october is officially uh five years with my girlfriend and the first night i met her was on halloween 2015 and i was dressed up as bernie sanders oh shit so in a way we get to go through this nightmare together again <laughs> She's obviously not a libertarian if she was attracted to a Bernie Sanders costume. No, but I was, I was the funniest person there because I, I was the only one at Liberty University to have the balls to dress up as Bernie Oh, no. You like Jerry Falwell? <laughs> like is a very loose term. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might go off into a tangent, but I don't want to take go over for it. John's go for show. It. Jerry Falwell is the biggest piece of shit did you see did you see that garbage did you see that babylon b uh blog that came out today of jerry falwell kicking a mexican kid (laughs) (laughs) get out of god's country (laughs) i'm going to look at it now i'll send it to you it was was pure magic pure magic oh lord oh lord were you a neocon then no oh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) disappointed Oh, I'm so sad now. <laughs> Remso's been a libertarian since. I mean, I've known Remso since he was probably since you were what, like 20 years old or like younger than that, probably. When I was 19, and I'm 24 now. Yeah, you were active in libertarian politics back shit. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah, was, was there at my birth, basically. <laughs> I'm so. Forever. Did he deliver you? Uh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna put him in front of the laptop and turn on Paul versus Giuliani. <laughs> Sweet. This will convert him. <laughs> yeah. This converts all the babies to libertarianism. Yes. That should be a required thing. I mean. Oh, not- I'm all for it. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> so, Look at me candidates- this up. 
<laughs> is that still your first glass? Of course. No. Seems like every time you pick it up, there's more in it. Is somebody know, there right? pouring more like behind the scenes? Yes, or? actually. <laughs> Out of the Are we going to talk about Andrew Yang yet? Let's talk about it. Oh Let's my God, how fucking horrible was he? Uh, I have, he was cardboard, breaded with cardboard, with more cardboard. Apparently, <laughs> he's the most libertarian Democratic candidate that I've, <laughs> I, I don't know what article it was I saw or meme I saw, but it, oh, it was like, yeah, I it remember was, that. It yeah. was trashing every Democratic candidate except for, I think except for Bernie Sanders, and it called Andrew Yang a closet libertarian. (laughs) What? Do people have any idea what a libertarian is? It's not um, giving everyone a thousand dollars a month. Why is there no follow-up questions? Like why a thousand? Right. He's a cardboardarian. He was does he does have like he'll come back like they'll ask him a a follow-up question. And he'll come back with a detailed answer and give like percentages like, well, you give $1,000 a month to everybody and then then the top 94% um, uh, are raised up out of uh, this level. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about, man. You're just making actually, up numbers. He's just pulling numbers from everywhere. It sounds mm. fancy because he's Asian. <laughs> like, like here, here's yeah, the- It's true. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. You well, know it. You, you know, c- coming from a coming from half my family, which is Korean. You Please know, don't pull the race usually, card on us. Tonight. Like the, usually, yeah. when they pull out numbers, I I just give up. But okay. like here's the thing: like I've been um, a- Andrew Yang's been uh, around DC and Virginia quite a bit the last couple mm-hmm. months. And That's I, right. You you I, went to one of his rallies, right? I, I went to one of his rallies. I've been writing about him for uh, you know the American Conservative and Magazine, Free the People, Advocates for Self Government. Like I've covered a lot of him because I just think he's interesting. Um, I, you know, people have said, you know, uh, said that I'm like on the Yang gang and stuff like that. You know, John, John and I discussed this. Like, I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to UBI. So that caught my attention about him. Are you? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Back that train oh, up. Ho, 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 ho. This is going to happen right now. Oh, shit. Lay it down. Come on. Lay it down. UBI. That's not fucking even close to libertarianism. I never said it was. That's you said you were agnostic towards yeah, it. You were agnostic. agnostic towards because you should be atheist my... towards it. You should be atheist as that motherfucking shit. You know what? I, I, say, I say stuff like, you know, I, I don't believe in an anarchist society and people get Oh, I do. Really, it's just not going to happen. UBI is not going to happen because at the end of the day, they're all utopian concepts. But the thing about Andrew Yang is that ultimately – Right. Um, this is a guy who actually goes and he talks to people on the right. He's been on Ben Shapiro's show. He's mm-hmm. been on Rogan. If you want to classify Rogan, kind of that's. No, uh, I, like I do thinks, think he yeah. is more intelligent. He just has no charisma. But know? but you know the the refreshing thing about him is that he hasn't completely like blacklisted people who aren't progressive okay. from the conversation, and he's been willing to go on the record about things. He was at Liberty Con. Uh, oh, was know. he? Yeah, and it was but very how is strange. He liberty? How is he liberty? Lance uh, uh, Lance Sykow interviewed him from uh, being libertarian. Yeah, and it was yeah. I'm like it was a good interview. Like, here's the thing. Like, it, and you know, having having worked around a lot of politicians, like even though he's never run for office before, and people think, oh, he's so relatable and stuff. Like, he's a very good politician because he'll go from one place to another and he'll say exactly what the host wants to hear. And a lot of people don't really monitor candidates to see how they are because typically, you know, for a lot of folks, they're just going to go, you know, for example, Democrats are just going to go MSNBC, CNN. They're not going right. on. Fox. 
Andrew Yang, if he went on Fox News, he would be called the most Christian-like conservative Democrat running. But then he'll go on CNN and say that Fox News is basically ISIS. Like, he's very good at doing that, which is why, you know, he's got a lot of people tricked. But that actually makes one of the worst people. Yeah, that's the scary thing about him, though. Mm-hmm. So you have things like UBI, which are, you know, I've, I've called it the best, worst, worst, best policy out there because it gives right. you everything you want and everything you don't like. That's a political yeah. slogan right there. It, it is. Rems- like, you know, Remzo Martinez, mm-hmm. you trickster. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it's, it's it's circular flow. It's really good. It's really good. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's really good. It's really good. It's really bad. Because at the end of the day, like all utopian concepts, what they require is a more perfect people than the world that we live in now for these perfect solutions. Right. Which is why a free market system and mm-hmm. a voluntary system is mm-hmm. the best. Which is not why. Perfect. Yeah. Which it's is why. utopia. Yeah, which is why when you hear like Hickenlooper and Yang, I'm sorry, not mm-hmm. Yang, Hickenlooper and Buttigieg, and for the record, I had no clue who Bennett was. I, at one point, I actually got him yeah. confused with Hickenlooper. They Yawn. Thought they were- <laughs> but, you know, at yeah. least they went out there and said, you can't just eliminate all private health insurers. You can't I did, do that. I did appreciate that, too, and I understood that. The problem was that um, people, especially Democrats, because um, like, like I, I was – talking about tonight watching this debate was really strange for me because um i was a neocon and so i fought Mm -hmm. uh liberal ideology for so many years that i've just kind of let go of it because it's such low-hanging fruit to me Mm -hmm. so to watch this was a really surreal experience for me because it just is so stupid (laughs) i would rather fight a conservative on war state or the police state but um i did appreciate that they were talking about okay what's the practicality of uh, eliminating private health care versus universal health care. But it, that doesn't matter because if you're not um, charismatic enough to gain the populace as a Democrat, being reasonable means nothing. As a uh, like for a lot of people hearing Sanders just blatantly say abolish private insurers, like yeah. even though people there was nothing might, behind like, it, there was yeah, nothing behind even it. Even though people nothing might like the sentiment, they don't like being told what to do. They want to have the option, even if they don't want the option. They always want it either way, which is what a lot of, you know, Bernie bros might not say. <clears throat> it's what's going on there. It's like, you know what? What if I want it? Why is he going to take it from me? What if? And that well, it, what if factor is what's going to kill him. And, mm-hmm. and, and the truth is a lot of, you know, middle class to upper middle class Democrats who understand what's going on around the world. They understand in Canada, you know, it's, you try to see your doctor, you have to wait for 30 days or, or two months. You, you try to go uh, to the hospital over in the UK. You're in a room with six to eight people. These things get around and not everybody is for, not all these Democrats are for universal health care. They, they don't want this right. system. I think, who, I think, I think they're really missing the mark on this one John- big time. John, who was it that brought up the fact that the populace in Canada is quite different than the United States? And so to translate universal health care in Canada to the United States versus the population here, who was that? Could have been. I, I don't know. Um, that, that was Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper? That's a really good point. Well, like, here's the weird thing. Like, I, I've been to Quebec enough times. Like, you still have private practices. You still have private yeah. practices. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if the Canadian healthcare system mm-hmm. is so good, why are people going for private physicians? Mm-hmm. Or why are they coming here for care? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Rico, what do you think? About what? Anything? <laughs> uh, I, healthcare? So, Canada? 
Well, I did want to go to Montreal to see you, but that's another story. Um, so, so Kayla's story about the, you know, people going to the ER and then sitting in the parking lot and worrying because their kid has a fever. It's like, do you understand oh, what would fun. happen if you made treatment basically free? How much of an overload there would be on the system of people? Oh, I heard my baby cough. I'm going to the emergency room. Oh, now there's a 5,000 uh, person wait because everyone's going to the ER with a kid with a cough. It is like the supply and demand dynamic doesn't apply with anything. Uh, how are you getting enough doctors that never asked? And then Gillibrand at one point said with the immigration, well, we're just going to give, we're going to have enough judges to have these uh, hearings instantaneously. And every person claiming asylum is going to have a lawyer. And I'm thinking, oh, really? So you just get a mandate lawyers take the cases and how are you paying them? And nothing ever is asked follow up. So you bring up something that I remember from very early on in the debate. It was when somebody asked uh, Harris how she was going to pay for things. And she <laughs> basically avoided the question. Surprised you didn't do it in Spanish. But um, <laughs> I mean, she was basically like, I don't need to explain shit. Yeah, well, it was, she was like, who the fuck cares? You know, we're going to do it. And you're gonna like it. Yeah. Did uh, one of the moderators ask one of the candidates a question in Spanish? Who was that? Was that was that Buttigieg? Yeah, I think so. At the very beginning, how I'm weird was this. how weird was that? That was very they strange. Co- they Super coordinated weird. that. No, like ten bucks. They coordinated that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it was. That, we, we just got a uh, a comment. We got a comment here on the Zoom. We got Davy Martinez watching. He says he worked in Montreal for two months. And they all hate the healthcare. They say people abuse the system, and it takes like six months to see a doctor. So there you go, America. Wake up. From Davy Martinez, my Amen. cousin. Rem, that's Hi, Davy. Cousin, I yeah. Know. Six degrees of Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Every Martinez is related. It's a fact. There used to be a joke my first year in the army. Uh, I was in a predominantly Puerto Rican platoon, so the joke used to be you can't throw a rock in the army without hitting a Puerto Rican. You can't you can't throw a rock at a Martinez without him being related to me. <laughs> Martinez, Martinez, are you of Puerto Rican descent? Did you just assume my Latino hood? Of I did. Yeah. I did. Um, I always thought you were black. I did too. You know, sometimes I identify as that. You know, it's funny. Quick story. I promise I won't go on a tirade. When I was a junior and uh, no senior in high school, I got so bored getting rejected for scholarships. I just started saying I was black on a bunch of them. Oh, the Elizabeth yes. Warren plan. Yeah. I mean, you said Native American. I mean, these days I could probably get away with it. Yeah, Everyone's you could. There. You could totally be Cherokee, like for sure. Without a doubt, yeah. It's like I Native American. It. Well, I was born here, so Native, like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. So, so two, two last questions. I want to make sure to get in here because okay. they're going to hurt. Well, the last one's going to hurt to answer for sure. Ah, but oh, this one's not. Yeah. This one's not going to hurt. So, out of all the candidates, which one do you think has the best chance to defeat Donald Trump? I'll go first. Uh, You're up. Ka- I think uh, Kamala Harris. For sure. I agree. She's, she's checking the boxes. She's a woman. She's a minority. She is um, from California. Now, I don't know if that really matters, but 
No, she's, that's actually a negative. She's very, she's very <laughs> progressive. And uh, like you said, she has the stage presence. She has charisma. She Emotional connection. She seems to have enough, like, kind of, she had some kind of one-liner. I thought it sucked. And I forgot what it was. But it was like a scripted kind of zinger she threw in. And she's mm-hmm. going to have that. So that's kind of what she- It's the thing about putting, uh, was about like putting bread yeah. on the Oh, table yeah, that's what it was. It was so yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like, really? People are yeah. starving? No, come on. But it, oh, she got thunderous yeah, applause, Yeah, it was though. ridiculous. But it was yeah. clearly like, you know, a line that could she she had- planned and and threw it in organically um (laughs) so i think she's she's definitely the biggest threat yeah judge yeah oh my god i can't even talk to you anymore (laughs) well he does support ubi so yeah pete pete endorses and supports everything pete should like here's the thing like Bernie Sanders is a pretty horrible person because of his terrible commie views. At least he believes them. Pete Buttigieg, when I look at candidates, I look at three things. How are they across the board in terms of cross-demographic appeal? Pete is usually in the top 90%. How is he at fundraising? was one of the top five day one fundraisers when he announced of the entire Democratic field. So he can get money. And secondly, that, that little chiding remark that he made about the Republicans and Christians. And to an extent, like I agree with him. Right. 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 Having gone to Liberty university, I could tell you that Jesus is not a Republican folks. I'm sorry to say that, but like those little remarks, people want that people don't want a candidate that can just make sure Republicans, I'm sorry, that to just make sure that, that Democrats show up. They also want someone to demotivate Trump supporters and libertarians and everyone else from even showing up to begin with. So it's less about sometimes getting people to show up. It's more about who you get to keep home. I think a lot of people will get confused about what they want to do or they'll feel demoralized, especially if the polling shows one thing or another, if it's really slim. But I think Mayor Pete has that effect on people. Uh, Nicholas Wieser brought this up about uh, three weeks ago on my show, and I didn't quite um, think about it until very recently. But tonight it really did show me that I think he is the biggest threat. Honestly, I think it's close between the two, but because uh, Kamala is a woman and a minority, I think she's also a fucking cop. (laughs) Yeah, she she is. Why? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, America loves cops, except for. Oh well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it was. It was interesting. Um, There was a little back. There there was a. Yeah. Uh, What is your censorship as far as um, swear words? Use them. Uh, so can I say fuck the police? Well, we're going to be demonetized, but we already are. So okay. Sure. Oh, you already are. Okay. So fuck I mean, the th- this video. Over. When you see I mean, the police, you think out. of safety. I believe that was a, a phrase used at. To- yeah. I think so. <laughs> the other day, somehow I got a letter in the mail asking if I wanted to donate to the police benevolence. Oh, society. fuck that. I didn't do it, shit. but, but it came with a sticker. So what I'm doing Put the putting, sticker on. Hell yeah. I'm putting the sticker on. I'm going to never get a ticket again. Yeah. If you could make like uh, copies of that, you could sell that sticker, make some money. Hell Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last question, God, the hardest this. question of the night. It's election night. It's Donald uh, Trump against uh, one of these shit show oh, candidates. Fuck. You're not allowed to vote for the Libertarian. You're not allowed to vote for Donald Trump. You're not allowed to vote for anybody else. You can't write yourself in. You can't write in Ron Paul. 
Gun to your head. Who do you vote for? Donald Trump. I said you can't vote for Donald Trump. Oh, you can't? Oh. You can't. You got to uh, vote for one of these candidates. So you um uh, Andrew Yang cuz at least I get a thousand bucks a month. <laughs> By not talking the most, that means he said the least stupid things. You're a whore. <laughs> I'm proud of it. All right. You're you saying go. what we all what we all know. We all know yeah. Remzo's a whore, Trisha, so. Okay. Um I'm going to go with Marianne no, Williamson. Oh, Williamson. Can I change my vote? Can I change my vote? I forgot. No, that you can't. Red- no Texas Maxis. <laughs> no Texas Maxis. It's written in stone, Remzo. Uh, She's already won love. Or love has already won over two people. Right. See? It's the power yeah. of love. Right. Right. <laughs> you can play like the Back to the Future clips. Power of love. Um, I'll go with Biden, I guess. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck, dude? No $1,000 for you. Nope. He's, I think, no money, no love. Well, in in fairness, Joe Biden did say if he's elected, he's going to cure cancer. So Rico is coming out against cancer, everyone. He's against cancer. So write that down. So brave. brave. I mean, what is the argument for anyone else, really? Who the fuck knows who Williamson or Yang? What positions do they have other than love but, for Williamson no, no, no. and a thousand dollars a month for Yang. Like, okay. I'm going to answer your question because they're all going to be the same person. How do we want to be entertained? Oh, with money. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, that's, that's that right. is a good point. Make it rain. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, and for me, my answer, Marianne Williamson also, just because we just, we're just coming off four years of Trump. We uh-huh. we need to have another entertainer. We need to have yes. another psychopath in there who's not going to kill us all. And if she loves everybody, she's not going to kill us, right? right. I if I'm going to so. have a term-limited monarch, monarch I'm going to want them to entertain me. Like, yeah. fucking entertain she'll, We'll get okay. peace with North Korea. She'll just walk across the DM uh, Z and, and put a <laughs> rose in some soldier's gun and... Yeah. I should start a Kickstarter to buy her a bicycle <laughs> and a plane's ticket to to Syria. See how love works. <laughs> Don't be surprised if tomorrow you see a Libertarians for Marianne Williamson page show up. <laughs> her love is winning the world over already. Right. I'm that would be amazing if there. like, she actually became a well-known candidate and she was on these different shows. She's on. What if she yeah. becomes president? Oh, fuck. <laughs> People were saying the same thing about Trump. That's the saying. thing. That's, mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. What book is she written? I've got to go on Overdrive and see what she's the author of. I've never heard of her before. I don't know. She wrote like her own version of the Kama Sutra, which I'm pretty <sighs> sure is just all missionary. For real? <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that really? No, make that real. <laughs> I don't want to read that book. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. What if it's like a oh, missionary and intense icon? Do you remember that sex book Madonna came out with like 20 years ago yes. and it had yes. pictures of her like having sex with vanilla ice? Yeah, that's really horrible. Uh, yeah, but maybe. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks well, for Well, you brought up Williamson and the Kama Sutras. <laughs> Rico, Rico has it on his desk no, right Rico, next to him. I read it every night before I go to bed. <laughs> You read Rico's Kama Sutra? No. I read <laughs> okay. Vanilla Ice's okay. Kama Sutra. 
<laughs> oh fuck, that's worse. It's my favorite book. I have this uncontrollable twitching in my life in my left <laughs> eye. It's not even. It's, I'm not even doing it on purpose. It's just like involuntary. Well, we right. gotta drop lo- cameras. Oh, I gotta drop. I got really excited about Rico's commissary. <laughs> I'll send you a copy. <laughs> oh God, don't. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let, let's close this shit show up. Let's go around the table <laughs> real quick. And uh, Trisha, you want to go first and plug away anything you're working on? Anything you want to talk about? Oh no, follow me at Ginger Archie, um, Trisha Stewart on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and um, I put most of my shows there. And so I love you all. Fuck the state and taxation and stuff. Fantastic, Remzo, top of that. Remso W. Martinez across all platforms. The audiobook version of Stay Away from the Libertarians coming out August 15th. Uh, uh, August 30th, my newest book in print and digital release, How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. And as I announced, <laughs> October 2019, the audiobook of that version will be voiced and narrated by Johnny Adams from uh, Blast Off of Johnny Rocket. So How to Succeed in oh, Politics fantastic. and Other Forms of Devil Worship, August 30th, 2019. Rock and roll. Rico, any closing words? I have no plugs. It's been, it's been <laughs> a, a blast. I'm so glad I got to watch two hours of a democratic debate and then uh, talk about it for another hour. And uh, I plan on doing this, well, how many, like 15 more times in the next year? So, oh, God. Well, at least it's that only Democrats, horrible. not Republicans, too. And how do we sign these things off? How does Mark do a sign off? I forget. Mark just throws his headphones at the wall and then. Let's do a Bill O'Reilly. We're fucking done. We're doing it live. Here's how it's I over. sign off. Are you ready? Yeah, it's over. Show's over. Bye. Oh, I didn't get to say it, John. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Oh, what, what were you going to say? Go ahead. It's not over. I say peace, love, and fuck the state. Fuck the state. <laughs> fuck the state. But more importantly, peace. Peace. Yes, I agree. Marianne Williams right. style. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Marianne Williams. Good night, fellas. Well, later. All right, see ya.